Uh, appreciate it. I have no idea where he's going to start the show. I give Aaron complete autonomy and control over talking in cars. I never even listen to it. So, I mean, not not before I put it up. So, I always listen to it afterwards. So, if he 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 has complete editorial control over uh, what goes up. So, I don't know where he's going to start. But I would like to say good morning to you all. Welcome. Appreciate it uh, being here. Uh, appreciate you being here in another episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. Um, the subset of the Talking Trek podcast and Bubba Joe, the final remaining property of Talking Trek that won't have a video simulcast element because I'm in the car. Um, that being said, we do appreciate everybody and welcome you. Uh, and I want to lead off with a very special kind of thank you to the overlords for what we were able to do last night, Bubba Joe. Last night was was so much fun. And you know what? As crazy busy as it was yesterday, if we plan that out a little bit better in the future, that's how I want to do it. You know what I'm sure. saying? That's how I want to do it. I want to be able to I want to be able to talk about the content that's coming up. And even though we didn't get to all of it yesterday, um, it was still cool to be able to start talking and answering questions. How many of you guys actually felt great coming into this morning because there you knew you have already started beginning your strategy you know you you've already started beginning your strategy for how you're going to approach this content and it's really really great all right i'm really really excited about it so i i do want to thank scopely also for making yesterday possible um and uh, and allowing us to begin talking about this content early because Bubba Joe last night was a great conversation. And if you missed it, then there is a VOD on Twitch and by Bubba Joe's recommendation, by Bubba Joe's Uh-oh. recommendation, Uh-oh. we also recorded the audio and uploaded it last night so that the APAC and European servers were not left out because the show was very, very late. So not only was a video VOD up, but it was also, uh, it was also on recorded playback in the podcast form. Okay, so uh, thank you guys all for enjoying all of this great content. Uh, dare I say, great? But thank you for enjoying all the mediums of content that that we have put in for you guys. I really do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> good morning, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome to the November 2023 arc. Make it so. Bubba Joe, obviously, last night we talked a lot about the board cube, the player-driven board cube that we are flying this month, and I am very excited about it, mainly because of the lore, right? Uh, But there's also mechanical reasons that I'm excited about it, and we did talk a lot about that last night, so let's briefly touch on those. What is good about this board cube? Uh, Bubba, you get first dibs. What is the number one point about this board cube that you like? And then we'll talk about acquisition. Uh, well, okay. So you're going to take that away from me. Uh, I'm going to say the number one thing about the board cube that I like is that it is a player ship that I get to fly around and it does not appear to have a limited use case. That's exactly right. The big thing that, that Bubba and I've been talking about for years, really Bubba, has been preaching for years when it comes to non-faction ships, which in this game we we define as specialty, all right? But as a non-faction ship or a specialty ship, we 
have talked about how it's useless to a segment of player. Either that or Bubba Joe. I am curious. I'm going to throw a quote back in your face now and see how you react to it. Um, a specialty ship that will not expire. Now, you and I had a fun little debate about the discovery here a couple of weeks ago, and which you said specialty ships have a time span. Specialty ships should die. But Scopely says, okay, Bubba, you can't have it both ways. Here's a specialty ship that's not going to die. Where do you want the expiration timer on this one? <laughs> or well, I think that, I think that uh, you know everything I've seen about this ship and everything I've been told about this ship looks interesting. So, I mean, we'll see it when we get it. We'll see it when we can get into stfc.space and see some of the numbers. But I think that this is something that they've... I'm not going to say there aren't potentials for missed opportunities or uh, gaps in its capability, but it certainly looks like a very capable ship for players from 28 to 70. Cookie Monster says, I don't know, DJs. I don't know that I would actually define this as a specialty ship because of that reason, Bubba, because it starts at ops level 28 and will go and, and grow and scale all the way to ops 70. Okay, so this is pretty spectacular. Now, I will tell you, uh, Echo will be joining us on the stage here shortly. I actually, uh, Bubba or Rip or, or maybe Aaron, since you're in the studio, if, if anybody can uh, ping Echo and let him know that we are on the air, because I, I forgot to message him this morning. Just, again, running late. Um, but yeah, if you'll let him know that we are on the air, because there were a couple of questions, and I see a great question right here. We know that the cutting beam, for example, is not going to be subject to research. It's a flat damage output. But Captain Four of One says, what about normal battle? Is it going to be subject to research? And my initial reaction is yes, it will. So even in regular normal combat, the board cube will have shields. It will have hull, it will have damage output, it has DPR, it has mitigation, and all of those things will be affected by research that is not specific to faction, okay? Uh, not specific to faction, but that uh, those researches will apply. And actually, I'm almost, dare I say, Bubba Joe, I'm going to give it a 99% yes, because as we were analyzing Beck's video last night, we also were able to determine that this thing does have research implications. Ripper, based on what we saw last night, I think it's reasonable to assume that the cube is a ship that will be affected by every uh, generic research in the game when it comes to damage, hull, mitigation, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. but Was that a huh or a yes? <laughs> sorry, could, could you repeat it? You had to read a message. The, like... That's okay. No, the board cube is going to, as far as typical combat, not the cutting beam, but typical combat, it's going to be affected by other researches, hull research, damage output, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Late to the party says, I'm going to go ahead, Rip. Regular ship stuff, right? Of, of regular ship stuff. Battleship specifically. Exactly. And that was going to be the next question. Late to the party asked, is it part of the triangle? It is. It is considered a battleship. So anything specific to battleship will apply to the ship, at least as long as it's not a faction-specific, because this is not a Federation, Romulan, or Klingon ship. So anything that is generic, 
in nature, but specific to battleship, will apply to this ship. Uh, Taft says, does that mean I never have to build another faction battleship again? Well, that depends on your plans. That depends on whether or not you ultimately want to have one of these, two of these, or even potentially three of these down the road, because you will, although, no, you know what? Technically, Bubba, you could skip the faction section of that tier and go to the next tier, and it will backfill. So, Taft, technically, that is possible, depending on its capabilities. And that is where the question still lies, right? Because the information is not on stfc.space yet. We haven't seen how this thing will scale and grow. Um, and, and that is going to carry a lot of capability uh, questions as to how this thing is, is going to behave and how it's going to perform. We've been told that at its appropriate tier, at its appropriate correlation on the chart that we shared last night, that it will perform like an, a like a comparable battleship of that tier and and correlation. So Taff, if it means you never had to build another battleship again, that probably depends a lot on you. But I'd say that is a potential possible avenue of playing this game. Bubba Joe, your thoughts on that? Uh oh, did I lose Bubba? It is almost work time, so he's muted. Uh, oh, there he is. No, I was engaging as you requested with uh, Emperor Echo. Um, oh, so I was you. not necessarily <laughs> listening to what you were saying. but um, And I do have to walk into my office, so I apologize. What was your question? The question was simply, a player asked, Taff asked, does this ship being a part of the Triangle, and given the fact that we can backfill by progressing other factions above it or below the tier requirements, does this mean that I'd never have to build another faction battleship? I'd say it probably has a lot to do with how the performance ends up actually being, but does this mean that players are now able to not build faction battleships? Well, I think that that's about pre player preference, right? So if exactly. you are... If you are content skipping a level and, and delaying your board cube getting better until you get to that next tier of ship, like let's say you are exclusively Federation, and so you skip the Newton. Well, okay, do you want to wait until you get to the Enterprise A to be able to upgrade your board cube again? Or maybe you're going to offshoot and go, you know what? I'm pretty close. I could get myself a Coronar. And so I'm going to go get me a Coronar which allows me to upgrade the board cube. And then I will go back and get my enterprise a, when I get to that rep level. Right. So right. I think it's going to, I, I do. I think that people will just ex completely bypass battleships. There are some really nice battleships in the game for their faction ships. So I think that there is the potential uh, that people will still want to get some faction battleships, but I think that it's, I think it's likely that people will, more likely skip a battleship in favor of a board cube because let's not forget it's a freaking board cube yeah and and honestly players have been asking for this ability for a very long time if i took the time to go back and this would be years i'm pretty sure i could find bubba joe actually quoting and saying that he would open a second mortgage on his home to fly a board cube i'm pretty sure that that quote exists somewhere all right. So <laughs> so there is um, a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around this cube and the fact that 
All eyes are on Scopely's game design for the promises that have been made so far that this is a comparable and capable battleship that will continue to grow with the account. Bubba, you had mentioned last night that even if it turns out to be a little bit weak, we are looking at the early stages. There is potential for added research. There's the potential for officers. And there is actually just the potential for a game design adjustment to this ship that doesn't require major movement if this board cube needs a little bit of tweaking. Because I even said last night, I feel like, and I know there were some people that disagreed with me on this, Bubba Joe, but I feel like this ship's PvP abilities are already conservative. I think the board cube should be uh, uh, just a menace. I think it should be something that every player should fear. And therefore, I believe that they were a little bit conservative with the values of this cube. But it also leaves them a ton of design space. You know, it leaves them well, a ton and, of design space in in what they can do with this in the future. And and not only that, but the uh, right now, there's nothing that's going to make the board cutting beam better. But there's no reason in the future that they can't say, you know what? Hey, we've added all this research to make holes stronger, or we've added this new hostile that we want you to be able to kill with the board cube. Hey, we're going to make the cutting beam a little bit better. Or the potential if they've actually missed something and said, hey, you know, we realize that just we're going to pick an example uh, that the grind from tier 10 to tier 11 is far too high. There's too many hostiles you would normally have to go kill. We're going to make a change here. So there is that potential to do that because it is just one ship that they're adjusting and not having to adjust a whole bunch of other things. But even then, as the game progresses, there's going to be more and more capability that is leveraged to players. And so there's the potential that they're going to make this beam better and better to keep up with those things. Um, do I think it was intended to be kind of a one shot? It kind of looks like it might have been a one shot for some of the lower levels and not for the G5. But I think that it has the potential to become that once they realize that they've got, they've got this thing dialed in where they want it. Um, I have an interesting question, Bubba, before you have to go into the office, uh, because I'm going to talk about sourcing and the loop here in just a moment to to give players who might have missed content last night the facts of this cube. But let me just ask you a theoretical, hypothetical, how do you feel about the statement that this board cube could be the counter to Carol Freeman? I think that's a ridiculous statement. Okay. I was just curious because I have heard that a little bit. The fact that this cube can go up against PvP, I do again, I think the PvP numbers are too conservative. But if you found yourself in a position where the P where the cutting beam for PvP was able to subdue your target, there's no battle. There's nothing you don't have to deal with Carol Freeman. Like if you've got a target that's flying Carol Freeman, now Carol Freeman is no longer a factor in that battle the factor becomes can you get your cutting beam high enough to take out that target right right but the problem with that is this is just if that is the case then it's an even more over exaggerated effect to try and end the battle in half a second 
right? Yeah, that's like, that's, to end the battle before the battle, right? <laughs> right. So like, that's, that's that's going in the wrong direction. That's not the direction you want to go. The direct the battles need to be a little bit longer because in this case, then well, then you would if that was the case, then why would you ever want to use anything but the board cutting beam? There would be nowhere for design to go except to make a bigger cutting beam. So no, I don't think that this is an answer to Freeman or any of the current pvp struggles do i think it is going to be interesting and create a new and unique dynamic to pvp yes do i think it is better than burning 2.0 in terms of people being able to punch up and get dedicated guaranteed damage against a higher target that they would normally not be able to do anything against yes but i don't think it is going to be the this is how we're addressing freeman no i think that's a ridiculous statement Okay, fair enough. Uh, answering a couple of questions that I am going to try to pay very close attention to the chat. That is incorrect, Magu. You can warp and keep your charge. All right, so once you charge the cutting beam, you can warp, you can summon, you just cannot recall. Okay, you cannot recall, but you will be able to warp and you will be able to summon. All right, so that is uh, the situation there. Now, Echo is on the stage, so let me get through sourcing very quickly, and then we'll go to him with some questions that we had last night. Uh, very quickly, I'm going to give you the loop to this ship in, in two minutes, all right? You're going to acquire the ship. Uh, sourcing will be as follows. You can buy it today for $100. You can buy the $20 battle pass, and you will acquire the ship on day eight. Okay, or uh, you can be completely free to play and earn 25% of the blueprints this month and be able to finish the other 75 blueprints in next month's December event store. All right, a full-on December event store will be available next month for you to finish the board cube completely free to play. All right, that's your sourcing. Here's the loop if you want to call it that. The loop is that uh, you'll take the board cube out, you will kill hostiles approximately for its level, all right? And what we did learn last night from Game Design Live on Twitch was that the cutting beam will charge its, its progress bar based on damage done, which means it will charge even in PvP. Okay, so if you're doing hostiles, if you're doing a level one hostile as compared to a level 30 hostile, obviously the level 30 hostile is going to charge it faster. It's based on damage done. Same thing with PvP. Once the charge is full, once you have a 100% charge, you can then engage that cutting beam against a PvP target that does not include a station or an alliance starbase or a PvE target that does not include an armada. All right. If you engage it against a PvP target, it applies the PvP damage from the cutting beam directly to hull, bypassing all mitigation, isolated defense, and shield, and applying 100% of damage directly to hull. But that's where it ends, and you'd have to go back and grind more hostiles if you want to recharge the beam. There is no special goo. There is no special juice. There is no daily limit. There is no cooldown. Just got to kill the hostiles, refill the bar, and go back at it. <clears throat> All right. Yes, and Hani, you can still use the cube in Armadas, just not the cutting beam. You are absolutely correct. Now, if I choose to charge that cutting beam, and I've got it at 100% charge, and then I use it against a hostile, 
If I defeat that hostile, then I will earn a currency called technological distinctiveness. The technological distinctiveness is the currency that will go into the board refinery and that will spit out. Now we know not a choice or not a chance, but a guaranteed role of both board ship parts and advanced cybernetics, which will be the currency used for the new board cube centric researches in the export tree. There are five new researches related to the export cube, uh, related to the board cube in the export research tree. The advanced cybernetics will fuel those researches. And that's it. That, that is the loop, if you even want to call it that. There's no special hostel, there's no daily limit. There's no, I mean, you're capped by the refinery, but you can grind till your heart's content on technological distinctiveness. This is really as far as a grind goes. This is the way you guys typically like it. I'll grind on my own time and I can redeem, I can bank up as much of that stuff as I want and redeem it in the refinery as time goes on. And uh, it is approximately eight hostels, approximately eight to 10 hostels to fully charge the cunning beam at a level of hostile that is equivalent to what you should be hitting with that level of cutting beam or that tier of the, uh, of the ship. Okay. Um, so far, the only pain points that we're hearing might be in the fact that, well, if you want to use the cutting beam, you got to go kill eight hostels and then take it into PVP. That may be a little bit of uh, a little bit tricky, but I would at this point like to welcome Emperor Echo to our stage because that was a question from last night that hopefully you've got the answer to this morning. Talk to us about the the um, the state of the cutting beam. Is it per account or is it per ship? It is per good ship. Morning. Good morning. It is per ship. So if you have two board cubes, you can charge two cutting beams, and they're individual per ship. So if you have two and you're in a PvP situation, you can send one in, shoot the beam while the other one is getting the eight hostiles, and then just rotate them if you technically want to. All right. So that might be the first thing that I found about this that I'm not super duper happy with, only simply because like you're not typically going to kill eight hostiles and then be able to fire the cutting beam in PvP if you know that's what you're going on now if you're grinding the eight hostiles to take out a pve target so be it right like that's fine but uh it would i mean obviously you're going to lose your pvp timing opportunity if you've got to grind eight hostiles in between even though there's no cooldown so that might be the first thing that that we could look at of course that's a pretty big technological thing so i don't know how that could be tweaked but that might be the first thing that i'm not super in love with um but let me come back and circle back to a question we had last night as well, Emperor Echo. Last night, you claimed that technological distinctiveness would drop from both PvP and PvE targets. I don't think that is the case. Can you confirm where technological distinctiveness will actually come from? Yes, I can confirm. It's only PvE targets. Now, you can charge the beam by destroying PvP targets, like you were saying, DJ. It's just... You charge it based off of damage to hull, but you can only get the technological distinctiveness from killing a target with the cutting beam that is a PvE target. There you go. Now, uh, a lot of people are, con are are confusing the fact of warping and summoning and recalling in the chat. I know that I've already answered this question as well, but from Scopely HQ, can you tell us what will reset our cutting beam damage, or can I warp to another system? I mean, obviously, if I'm PvPing, 
And just let's say what are you just the action of recall. Even That's by the, the way, case. if you warp cancel, if you press recall, you're done. Yeah. Even if and you it, press recall and, and cancel, you're done. And it's per ship. So, you know, if you recall one of your board cubes that have a cutting beam charge, it will only take away that charge. It will not take away the other board cubes charge if you have a second board cube. Okay, there you go. Um, will this cube's cutting beam in the form of PVE work against Q's trials? Yes, it will, but it's just like a mission hostile. So if you don't outright kill it, it's going to auto-regen. So it's not like you can tickle it to death with the cutting beam. You know, that was uh, one thing. And by the way, I, I mentioned this at the beginning. Don't know if you actually heard it, but uh, I really, really do want to thank the team for giving us the ability to go with this 12 hours early because it started already players theorizing and building. And, of course, you heard last night Jules Verne was furiously uh, at work in the lab. So, guys, what Jules has done, and we're going to get this available, we're going to get this out for you here a little bit later. Um, with regards to grinding technological distinctiveness, what you need to make sure of, as Echo just pointed out, is that you kill that hostile with the cutting beam. So you need to be aware of what the cutting beam is going to generate at your level and tier and make sure that the hull on the hostile is equal to or less than that so that you can get your technological distinctiveness. So what right. did Jules Verne do for us last night? Jules Verne furiously scraped stfc.space and created a chart with the system's warp ranges and locations of the weakest hull-based ships in the game for each level and tier of the board cube therefore giving you guys the maximum efficiency for killing and earning and grinding out your technological distinctiveness isn't that brilliant and by the way echo that is what happens when we give players early access to some of this stuff they get excited they start looking for ways to engage and play yes ladies and gentlemen if i had a button i would give it for jules verne because by the way shout out Technological distinctiveness is awarded based on the size of hostile. So just because your board cube, let's say, is tier five, that doesn't mean you can't hit a level 49 hostile, does it? There, there if are you Oh, go ahead. Sorry, DJ. If you can zap the hull, then you will earn more technological distinctiveness. And that's why he made the chart. So based on your level of cutting beam damage, you'll be able to scroll up that chart and find the highest. PVE hostile in the game that you are able to one-shot. That is the key. You can't partial shot it, all right? You've got to be able to one-shot it. So if your cutting beam damage is, say, 10 million, you can look at Jules' chart and find the highest PVE hostile with 10 million or less hull health, and that will give you the location and the level so that you can maximize your technological distinctiveness. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Admiral Maris says, where is the chart located? We haven't published it yet. We will have it to you today. All right. We will have it to you today here in our Discord in the graphics room. It will be it will be coming out today. We just don't have it done just yet. Um, so, actually, it's done. I just haven't published it yet just yet. Okay, my fault. Um, oh, he, Evo says he just now put it up. Jules, good morning. Thank you. So there it is. It's out along with hopefully he'll publish the other charts that we did last night according to tier. 
of the ship, the amount of cutting beam damage that will be done, and um, the technological distinctiveness that is awarded by level. Something interesting Echo. that you said was uh, yes. about, you know, just how great it was to have some information about 12 hours early, about just like at least something, you know, something to get excited about. And uh, we there, it's been noticed the amount of positive feedback we've been getting in regards to that and not confirming anything yet, but there's definitely a potential world where, you know, maybe every Monday we talk about one of the new features before the patch notes so that people can start getting information on something, right? So uh, we'll continue to update about that specific thing. So maybe, the, I, maybe, I it's maybe great. last night, maybe last night can be something that we do potentially more often, but we're going to, I hope about so. That. And community that is in your hands to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I mentioned this last night. I will do it again since uh, echo kind of brings it up. And uh, I don't know if Beck is listening, but guys, uh, coupled with the fact that we were able to release this information was Beck's video last night, which actually featured in game play video footage that we got to break down. You know, Snake guys made fun of me last night. You know, he That's all he does anymore is make fun of me now that he doesn't actually work on the project anymore. Uh, Echo, he makes fun of me because he said I took Beck's three minute video and turned it into a 45 minute segment. But well, there was so much in there. No, no, no. You don't get to do that. There was so much in there. There was, there was so much in there because what we would do, we would see something. We would pause and we would look. Okay, here's the warp range. Here's the tier. Here's what the refines look like. We got to see in-game video. Ripper, you praised that last night. That might be the one thing you were the most positive about is that finally we're seeing game gameplay demonstrative video. My opinion has always been like if you if you make a video talking about a feature, show the feature. Show yes. the gameplay. <laughs> Absolutely. Give context. Because otherwise it is just I could just use a screen reader. Exactly. So what we and so what I mention about that, I don't mean to take it into a tangent, but community, this is up to you. All right. I, if you liked that video, if you liked the sneak peek, if you liked the 12 hour earlier, I need you to make sure that Scopely hears it. I need you to comment on Beck's video. I need you to praise that, that early release. I need you to be positive on that video. I need you to talk about it in official. I need you to fill it out in the surveys at the end of the month, because I will tell you, and Echo would probably tell you as well, or at least not deny it, the decision makers still were a little bit leery. I mean, five years into the game, we haven't done this, Echo. They were still a little bit nervous about it yesterday. They are looking to the community to find out how well it was actually received. I think we need to be very, very... Yes, I need you to, Medic. If you liked it, if you ever want to see it again, then you need to make sure that we praise the good moves. This gotcha. is not one of those things where we... This is not one of those things where, you know, we only complain when it's bad and we just stay quiet when it's good. If you liked that... We need to make sure that the higher-ups see that feedback so that this is something we can do in the future. Echo commentary on that? Yeah, I mean, change is scary, right? When you do something the same way for five years, um, changing that up in any sort of way, you know, always has concerns. But, you know, we've seen some great feedback so far. It's spurred a lot of questions about, you know, how we might be able to talk about things coming up in the future. And, you know, we are already talking about more roadmap updates and 
I think it was a really, really fun thing to be able to see everybody hopping on Twitch and looking at new videos right away and having all of, you know, you and Rev and no one and everyone else and Lube like involved. And I think that there is a world where maybe we can do some more of this in the future. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more because I am also limited time this morning. Echo, I know you're limited time this morning. It's just been so busy. The last 24 hours. Maintenance update. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I was just going to say. So the game is still in server maintenance. Can you give us a quick update as to what you guys found this morning? And by the way, before anybody gets too fussy, I am a thousand percent. Bubba, if you had your choice, and I know you're in text only, if you had your choice between launching the game with a problem or extending maintenance because you identified and need to fix a problem, what would you rather have? Uh, I am glad that you guys were able to isolate and find something. Can you clue us in? into what it was that you found or at the very least what you're expecting as far as an eta for the game to be restored so eta i actually like came to this podcast as we were discussing because i knew you were on limited time this morning dj so i didn't want to miss out on that um i can give a status update um we noticed that there was just something being a little bit weird with battle logs so we know how important those are to a lot of people so we're just taking a look to make sure that things are working properly i mean this is a very very big update um as you can see from the patch notes just the addition of like you know 120 additional systems it's it's a lot oh yeah 120 some systems 200 and some new missions have been added of course i'm sure the vast majority of those up in g6 which is launching now echo we have been I don't Relatively. have the ETA yet because I left the meeting. We were talking about the ETA to come to this. Yeah, we, we've we been a little bit conservative in our discussion of what G6 features are going to come. But there's obviously a lot of late G5 players that are very, very, very excited um, about what is coming with G6. You're not ready to reveal that full on, although ship names and images are now in the game. What are you prepared to tell G5 players who are clamoring for G6? When is the content going to be released? Are they going to be able today to start engaging in G6 without us even telling them what it is? And when are you going to tell players what there is to know about G6? Yeah, um, so G6 will be fully available today. Um, We're just sort of doing like you were talking about last night on stream. We're just it's a big update. TJ, there's a lot here. So we're just sort of making sure that we do our due diligence and giving each piece of the content the amount of sort of information and visibility and not trying to give too much all at once. So, you know, we're just focusing on board cube and new officers with our official communication today. And then tomorrow we'll have a bunch more information about G6. I know that you're planning on doing a deep dive and a lot of the other content creators. So that is the current plan of attack right now. In other words, you're going to give the VIPs 24 hours to stumble through and dangerously discover it on their own. Once say dangerously <laughs> discover, they get to go be a pirate in an unforeseen world of new adventure, DJ. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right. Enjoy something firsthand. <laughs> well... I, I don't know. We'll have to ask the VIP, uh, VIP community how they feel about wandering into it blindly. However, that's right, Tarpy. They will boldly go that's into right, the that's unknown. The whole point. They're, they're going to boldly go. Explorer of the galaxy. <laughs> Scopely not giving you anything. The content creators not giving you anything. 
You guys are 24 hours on your own. But tomorrow, we will have a lot more information. We're going to talk to you about the ships. We'll give you guys uh, the new artwork on all the ships. We've got that. We'll talk about the feature, which is, uh, in my opinion, interesting. I've got to be honest with you, just as a little bit of a teaser for tomorrow, uh, Echo, i got to be honest, I am personally kind of jealous I don't get to play in the G6 feature. I yeah. I yeah. think it sounds really cool. All right. Baba, on the other hand, says it's dumb. Oh, come on. <laughs> he says it's dumb, but I am jealous that I won't get to play I, in it. Again, we'll, we're going to go into much more detail about it tomorrow. I think you and I both know that, DJ. But I think that the possibilities of what Hazards brings to Star Trek Fleet Command is a very cool thing. But, you know, Board Cube... Today, that's the big talk of the town. Everybody, you know, Ops 28 and above is going to be able to sort of start investing into the board cube if they buy the $20 battle pass. Even if they don't, like you said, you know, there are multiple blueprints in the free track. There's going to be an event store for it in December. Um, I think it's a really cool ship personally. I think it's going to be my go-to faction grind ship because it just makes sense, in my opinion, for that. Well... And then we're going to have to tinker with that. Again, it is going to depend on statistics and DPR and abilities and all that sure. because we sure. were looking We were looking last night at some baseline. And Bubba, I believe that, of course, we are still missing a lot of data, but we did identify a couple of areas where it might be a little bit weaker, as say, compared to a G3 Epic or even a G4 Rare. But that was also, and I want the people to hear this from you, Echo. You said, listen, we are... This is huge. It's brand new. It's it's a new tech, and we are not against making some small adjustments if we find it to be necessary. So as we're going through and looking at these at these figures, if we find a spot, for example, where a G4 pylum just like completely shames the cube, that's not necessarily meaning that that a an adjustment can't be made at certain spots of the ship as we tear it up, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the the point is as it grows with you it should be comparable to an fkr chip at your ops sometimes the fkr ship will be a little bit better sometimes the board cube will be better but at max tier the board cube is hands down the best ship in the game full stop so you know it it all does it's all going to depend on tier and where you are but yeah if we're finding at some point where things just don't seem to be right in your opinion then like that's obviously feedback that i want to hear so that we can go and have those discussions yeah, and we're but we're going to be doing be that. to use at all the tiers. You know, it's oh, it's like any ship though, DJ. If like you're sort of in between tiers, maybe something's a little bit better, but that's just kind of a general thing, right? Absolutely, and and we are going to go through this community. It it will take us several weeks probably, but I am committed to going through this thing tier by tier. I will be eligible to take this thing all the way to tier ten, but we are going to do feature content on it tier by tier all Wait, the way up. 10? I thought you were tier nine yesterday. Oh, was it tier nine? That's right, because my Corvus isn't tier Correct. six yet. I thought I was yeah, wondering yeah. If you pushed your Corvus last night on stream. I'm like, did you do something, DJ? No, no. <laughs> well, no, I haven't yet, but I very well may because I am ready to build a Sanctus. Just throw yeah. that out there. Just throw that out there. Maybe just something to sort of say one more time because we talked about it a little bit yesterday is just how when you can hit certain tiers of the ship tj i don't know if you already touched on that we we do need to hit a milestone night, a milestone that's correct we did verify that last night it does have to be a milestone 
Uh, so you can hit up to a certain milestone, even skip a ship. Bubba talked about that this morning. You can yeah. skip a ship and go to the next milestone and it will backfill. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It, so, it just needs to be one of the hard milestones. So either it's like, you know, take your uncommon up to tier six or your epic to whatever, like whatever you're closer to. And then once you hit that milestone, everything backfills. That's correct. So guys, for those of you in the chat who are hearing this for the first time, it there's a chart and i believe jules verne just posted it uh we'll make sure to get it in the graphics room asap if it's not already there but um yeah it's in the graphics room look at the very last thing you will see the tiering chart so when you progress to that level then the warp components are unlocked the warp components are unlocked and will allow you to uh, tier the ship up to that point. If you don't have the ship at that appropriate level, then you will get to the last milestone that you actually completed. As far as getting the warp blocks, that is, to progress on the ship, that doesn't necessarily mean the parts. The parts for the for the rest of the cube are going to come in the refinery. I do have a question for you, and this is one we talked about last night, and you and I actually had very spirited conversation about this quote in the patch notes about diminishing returns yes. on hitting above your ops level. Please tell me that this was actually removed and just didn't get done in time for the notes. I mean, I can tell you that, DJ, but I would be lying. Oh, my. Are you flipping kidding me? Right there is now? diminishing returns on the cutting beam if you're hitting targets outside of your ops level. Is that at PVE, PVP, or both? I actually didn't ask about PvP. I only asked about PvP. I don't think PvE it does. I think it's just PvP. Dude, this... I already heard... gave the feedback, DJ. We had a very spirited discussion. I understand. But we also did say that, or at least Ripper brought up the point that yesterday, when hitting up it would be a higher repair bill for higher ops players, correct? The Borg Cube should be feared. It is the galaxy's most lethal and mortal weapon. It should do damage. It should be feared. It should be respected. And it should cause damage. Yeah, what happens when you bring, you know, an alliance of 40 Borg Cubes into a system and start Rialta burning somebody? <laughs> <laughs> What? That's the point. Right. I don't think it's going to stop that. So, but we'll find out. Just again, like you said, DJ, you're going to go tier by tier. I'm sure there's tons of mathematical testing. You got Jules Verne in the background crunching numbers. Just keep me posted, right? You guys just lost three letter grades with that, right there. Oh no! Stop. Nope. Nope. You're that. That is terrible. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Chant with me, chat. Get rid of oh it. Get rid of it. Come on, man. All right. Um, we will make our feedback very, very known. All right. <laughs> on this community, I am also relying on you for that. All right. Respectful and polite commentary, but that needs to be addressed okay it needs to be addressed all right um that being said we didn't even have time to talk about officers and i am out of time 
uh, very quickly, traditional sourcing on officers. Epic, Enterprise E-Picard. Uh, three auctions, three traditional solo milestones. Uh, they will be heroic in nature, but we are going back a few months to like a 10 or 15 shard SMS that'll be paired with the auction all three weekends. Um, Enterprise E data will be available in the uh, pay store. And these officers, I mentioned in the video this morning, these officers are really doing some really significant increases to isolated cascade damage in PVE. Plus, Picard's captain's maneuver looks to be like a very wonderful loot officer. Um, so you guys were talking about the board cube and loot and all that stuff. Um, I don't know, man. These two new officers on the cube could actually be very, very equivalent and very, very, you know, mathematically good as compared to a G4 rare, if you were going to double ship grind, uh, we obviously need to do a little bit of math on that, but these two new officers do look desirable. Obviously performance is going to matter and we will tinker with those a little bit, but, uh, the officers look pretty good and you have very, very traditional sourcing this month. As far as a free to play path on rare data, I am told that there will be a variety of sources to uh, source him this month, but nothing is guaranteed free to play. That means if you see the shards available, then determine if you want to chase it, but that could be part of what you would need to unlock it, but it is not a guaranteed path. Uh, I also want to, and I do apologize for this, um, no one shall actually reminded me. He was like, oh my God, did the ticket thing get pulled? Because I didn't put it in my video, so thanks, no one shall, for reminding me. Um, there will be the return of rare ticketed events this month. <laughs> rare ticketed events. Okay. Wait, what? Um, rare ticketed events are coming back this month. And uh, no, don't panic, though. They're not selling them. <laughs> if you have old ones, guys, do you remember? No, 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 no. Don't, don't panic. It's a good thing. I actually helped work with the Ark Rider on this. Here's what's going to happen. Remember I talked to you about those metas? I talked to you about those metas. All right, here's what's going to happen. If you complete all of the ticketed events in a weekend, you're going to get points in a meta. If you complete the meta, you're going to get a rare, a free rare ticket. And then come Monday, there will be three events that pop and you will get to choose one. They are not selling, at least as of last time they talked to me, they have absolutely intended for the Monday event to be choose one. You will not be able to do all three. They will not be selling um, rare tickets. So, yes, I mean, do all nine throughout the weekend, okay? Three per day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you do all nine, you complete a meta. The meta will give you one free ticket, a rare ticket, and that rare ticket can be redeemed for one out of three events of your choice on Monday morning. What will those rare events contain? Those will contain uh, a number of epic shards to allegedly in-demand officers that we've been looking for sourcing. Stevens Aaron says, what if you still have rare tickets from the past? They are still good, and you will be able to use them. So if you've got some rare tickets in the past and you want to engage in extra uh, Monday rare events, feel free to do so, but know that that will not be an infinite supply. You'll just be able to burn through your stash finally three years later. Um, and do be aware that if you see officers in there that you are not chasing, you may hold their distance because those officers will be rotating. Okay, because we're going to be rotating. Any last thing you would like to pass on to the community regarding this arc launch? 
Yeah, one other thing is that there's going to be a very important mission this month that everybody should do. Now, we will be sure to tell everybody once there, but it's a heroes versus villains mission, essentially, where when you complete this mission, you are going to have an ethical choice. And based upon that choice, you are going to be put into an event series. You won't be able to do both. You'll be selected as a hero or a villain. More information to come, but to get involved in that mission, and it's going to be a big sort of competitive heroes versus villain sort of thing. Um, it's really, really cool. And I would be sure to keep an eye on that. You have to do the mission. So we will be doing a video on that. Uh, I've got the information on that event series. I am. I am intrigued about that. I think it's a cool concept, but I also think that there will be players out there who don't like it because if you lose in the heroes versus villains challenge, if you choose the losing team, you win nothing. All right. So going to be very, very interesting. I mean, this is truly a winner take all style of civil war event. We talked about that uh, briefly in a previous show, just when we were laying down kind of a hint, your server will choose sides, heroes versus villains. And uh, you will be performing tasks against one another. And uh, the winning side will win rewards. The losing side goes home in shame. There you last, go. Last right. update just from uh, old man just posted this now since I've been here. That the maintenance is being lifted as we speak. You please, please have to update your app to the latest version on your app store. Or you won't be able to get in. And then they're still working on battle reports. So there's okay, still some so issues that we're still, still doing. So avoid them for the time being. It should be fixed in a couple of hours. But we, we know people are very excited to get back into game. And they want to start checking everything out. So maintenance is being lifted. And just we will give an update when battle reports are looking good to go. All right. Anita asked the question, will they continue to source regular tickets to earn the rare one? Uh, this Arc Runner is giving you the opportunity to run one of those rares free per month because they will still continue to provide one free ticket per day. So if you have extra tickets, then you can look at your completion status if you decide that you want to go all in on a weekend. If you don't have enough tickets... Uh, to complete the meta that weekend, you may consider taking your free ticket from Scopely and holding it until a following weekend where you can actually complete it. Okay. All right. That's going to do it. I've got to bounce. Uh, thank you guys so very much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you to my guest, Echo. And I will be back with you guys later on this afternoon, but I do have to actually go. So appreciate you guys very much. More information to come. Visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com, and uh, we'll have more to come later on today. My name is Ultimate DJ's friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, mean it. Catch you on the next one. Bye.